welcome to the Split Real Podcast. I'm Steve Packnick, and joining me, as always, he strapped a rocket to a Pontiac Fiero and thinks it looks cool. It's Gabe Acevedo. That is exactly what I did here in the desert, and I'm going to space after we finish recording. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, man? It's too hot in here. It's too hot here, so I need to get away from this heat. Everything's good. I'm back in Arizona. I already miss the beach. Um, you know, so I'm here well, in 110 I, degree weather. I guess it does look like the beach, except there's no water. Uh, no, it doesn't look like the beach. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. No, but I'm good. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's hot here, but you have a different type of heat. We, yes, we were talking about this this morning, actually. I was texting you this morning, and it was hot. The, the feels-like temperature it was something I never really thought about before, and I didn't really care about. But then now that we live in such different places in terms of, like, our weather patterns, mm-hmm. it was really interesting. It was 80 degrees this morning here at, like, 10 o'clock. But the humidity was at, I think it was 83%. Puerto and Rico. So the, the feels like was it was 80 degrees in the morning and then the feels like was 97 and i was looking at the temperature your place it was 96 95 degrees feels like 96 degrees so yep. i was like what the heck like it's 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 hot it's hot i'm ready for this heat to to die down how about you um well here is just starting because now we're going into july and august and i i know a fr- I, fr- I forgot his name but a friend of mine is coming to visit me on august 3rd and i was telling him earlier that i want him to live the vip experience so i'm manifesting a 115 to 120 that day so he can really have the experience i hope that your friend who shall not be named is does not get that experience <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the city's got to be a buzz, though, because uh, the Phoenix Suns are doing quite well in the NBA finals right now. They they're, well, they're in the playoffs and they're in the Western Conference championships right now. And they're and they're up three one. So the city's got to be like, you know, buzzing about that because they haven't been good since 2010, I think. Uh, so that's got to be exciting. Um, I know people are having fun here. Um, I don't know since when. When was the last time <laughs> they were good? Because, again, you know me, they, I am not the so, poster child for sports. Yeah, I am. I'm a. I'm a little bit of a Phoenix Suns fan. I've been. I've been. I used to follow them a lot more, and then just recently, I just stopped following. So, uh, I. I am. I am still a fan, though. So it is kind of nice to see them doing yeah. well. So it's been a long time since like Steve Nash was there, which is yeah. like, God, maybe ten years ago now. Yeah. No, I people remember, here are, are really happy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that, I'm excited. I hope that they. I mean, they should make the the finals, which will be really exciting, and they have a great chance of winning too. So like. That could be cool. That could be cool for us Suns fans who are completely unserved. And that'd be fun. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I don't follow sports. I did follow gymnastics last night and the trials. So how was that? It was good. It was really good. Of course, the goat Simone Biles is in the team. Duh. Of course. Do you think they were gonna leave her out? Are you can kidding you, me? Can you imagine? She was ahead of everybody. Like the second place girl, like was like four points behind her. Like, come on. No, it's a good team. USA is winning the gold. There's no doubt. USA is the best right now, unless like something tragic happens. But it was good. I love gymnastics. Um, of course, I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was fun. So I'm excited. I can't believe the Olympics are like five weeks away. They're just right around the corner. Um, I was gonna say, are you are you excited for the Olympics? Um, it's, uh, I mean, I'm you sure. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I was—I had no idea. I, I haven't been following them this year since they were delayed from last year. Yeah, the, the one of the trials. I, I don't ever follow the trials, but but I heard last night that um, you know, it's only the uh, the athletes going. Like they can't bring their parents, their stuff. And I'm like, oh, can you imagine like being a 17 year old, 18 year old who's been practicing and getting ready for this your entire life, and you're not gonna be able to have your parents there? It must suck. But COVID, so. 
I mean, there's so many different events and so many people that go to these things. So like, it's, yeah. it is pretty exciting though. I mean, it's something I've followed in the past. I'm, I'm, I'm always excited for it. Is there a particular event that you're excited for within this? Um, gymnastics, um, track and field and swimming are the three ones that I love. So I'm looking forward to that. I never watch track. I I'm, I'm always, it's always swimming and gymnastics are what, mm. what's on in the house here. It's never track. It's track. It always just goes on. And then like you, you see some, maybe like the hundred meters, but like I never, yeah. if it's on, it's, it's on. That's pretty much it. Well, I think I got into track because there's always been, well, not always, but there's a lot of Puerto Rican representation in track okay. and field. And we have a couple of granted. We only have one gold medal, but we have a couple of silver and bronze. Some of them are in track and field. So we, we grew up in Puerto Rico watching the track and field because we would usually have good runners there. And we now this like, might uh, this might sound like a weird question, but do they do they compete separate from the United States? Yes, Puerto Rico has it's its own <laughs> in that environment. It, it's its yeah. own country. Like in some international games, different smaller like principalities yeah. and and uh, like territories compete independently. Like I know in and like FIFA, Puerto Rico is its own place, as, place, as yeah. well as like places like Bermuda and uh, Curacao and places like that. So like they all compete separately. Yeah. I just didn't know if it was like that. No, no, no. Yeah. Puerto Rico plays, um, as its own country in the Olympics. And so it's fun. Um, yeah. So it was for, for me growing up in Puerto Rico it was track and field and boxing. Those were the oh, sports that we, so, but yeah, swimming, gymnastics and track and field are the ones that I usually watch. I've been I, recently diving more into uh cross country mountain bike. Okay. And so I've been watching that like on Red Bull TV and, I've been watching, I've been following the championships and I'm pretty excited to see that as an Olympic event. There's some pretty great women. I'm, I'm really interested in, in the women's aspect of it because they're, they're just amazing competitors. And so I've, there's some really amazing women who are competing this year. And the, this one, this one woman who is qualified for the, the French team is just incredible. She's like blowing everybody out of the water with these mm. races. So uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that in the Olympics and basketball as well. I love watching basketball, especially just the women just dominate, absolutely <laughs> dominate people. Yep. They're winning by 40, 50 points. And like, it's pretty great. <laughs> and deservingly so. They're, they're yeah. absolutely dominant. Yeah. So I can't yep. wait. So five weeks, Olympics, we'll see what happens. Because I know a lot of people are not going. So we'll see. Olympics 2020. <laughs> Olympics 2020 and 2021. Christ. Yeah, I, well, it's funny. The, the Euros the Euros are on right now for soccer, and I've been watching that too. So, like, that's the, also the Euros 2020, but, like, mm-hmm. it's 2021 because they just didn't want to change all the branding, I guess. I don't, I don't know. We, I don't make, know. we make choices here, I guess. <laughs> Life is a choice. So I don't really have much in the headline snapshot, but I did want to bring up one thing and just get your thoughts on it. Um, it was this, this week on... I, I know I'm pretty sure you don't watch Bill Maher, but <laughs> I'm just assuming because I don't really know anybody that watches Bill Maher. But Quentin Tarantino was on Bill Maher, and he was they were talking about um, his plan. You know how it, Quentin Tarantino has always said he's going to make films and retire, and Bill Maher's like, are you really going to do that? And he's like, yeah, I've got one more film, one more film to make, and then I'm done. What are your thoughts on that? I'm just curious what your thoughts are on Quentin Tarantino and his 10-film like, you know, he, he's three. been saying that since the 90s. I actually think he will do it because he's that person that he loves but hates Hollywood at the same time. Mm. Um, If he were to not give us one more film, I wouldn't mind because I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is so great and one of his best. So I wouldn't mind that that's his last film. But if he wants to do one more, hopefully it's not a bad movie and bring it on. I'm excited. I like him. I like his movies. Yeah. Um, I think... 
He's never had you. We can argue, you know, some are better than than the rest, but I don't think he's given us a horrible movie. No, um, I think his movies are really good. You know, he's quite a character, but yeah, it, it, and it's something like I said, it's something that he's been saying since he started in the '90s. Like he's always wanted to do ten movies, and let's see if he sticks to that. Oh, I, I definitely think he's got to make a tenth one. That's not the question. I'm, I'm more thinking like, do you think he'll go beyond that? I mean, he's not old. He's not old. No, I don't. No, think he's so. fifty. I don't think he's so. Fifty-eight. I think, I think. Yeah, I, it's not old. I think he'll stop. I really do think he's that person that will stop after ten. Maybe he'll come back for one more when he's like in his eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I definitely see him just finishing after the tenth movie. I can definitely see that. He's that person. I, I really do yeah. think he's the person that sticks to his guns when he says something. Yeah. So I, we'll I, I I kind of agree with you. I think he's such a unique filmmaker, and I think his 10th will be his last technically uh, because I think <laughs> I think he has – he's like he's kind of going on this route where it might be the last one that he writes and directs, but I think he might still – he'll definitely produce a ton. Oh, he's, for he, sure. His yeah, production yeah, yeah. companies really great about producing things in – promoting a lot of cinema that would otherwise be missed yeah um that's how i saw that's the first that's how i saw uh chunking express the one car Y film the from 19, car, yeah. the 1990s uh i saw that because his production company like promote like promoted it quote unquote mm. um you know that i think he'll still continue to do that but i think he's got really one more story and i do i do agree with you i think once upon a time in hollywood is his best so far i think it, it's it's incredible and it's really an ode to hollywood and i think he i think he'll have one more in him yeah one more take his time i want him to take his time with that last mm-hmm. one and yeah. give us something amazing just to surpass once time uh upon a time in hollywood which is great and hopefully give us like his magnus opus that could be really cool so let him take his time and give us a great movie yeah i i think that'll be i think that could be really really great um <laughs> they said he's considering remaking reservoir dogs no, no. no, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want a remake of Reservoir Dogs. I don't want Kill Bill Volume Three. I don't want any of that. I want a completely I want our, new I want film. Our last original movie from Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. He's one of the few directors out there who can deliver epic original content, original films. Yeah, you know, there's not many out there. There's. It's really like him, the Coen Brothers, maybe uh, Denis Villeneuve. No, but even Denis Villeneuve is now teetering did, a lot into adaptations. He did, no, he did Blade Runner and Dune, so I can't really go with that. And then Christopher yeah. Nolan, obviously. Um, but after that, like I, I it, that's that's yeah, because Scorsese is all adaptation. Yeah, he, he's yeah, he's and he's he's like bowing out soon. I would assume. <laughs> Unless he'll, no, he'll still probably he'll still probably direct forever. He'll direct it. <laughs> he wants that second directing Oscar. He wants it. Yeah. He keeps giving us these like masterpieces like every three years, and he keeps getting nominated for director, and he doesn't win. He wants that second directing Oscar. Well, you say masterpieces, but I don't really think they've all been masterpieces. Uh, They've been good if they came out twenty years earlier. I love the Irishman. Ah, I was. I'm one of the few people that think that's a masterpiece. (laughs) Oh, I definitely don't. Definitely don't. It's far too long, and I don't care. (laughs) Uh, I I want to see your reaction because he's doing um whatever Killers of the Flower Moon, whatever it is with uh, DiCaprio and whoever. That movie apparently is gonna be like a Lord of the Rings extended Return of the King situation. It's gonna be like four, four and a half hours long. Apparently, it's this epic western. So that's gonna be a lot, a lot. 
I don't need a lot right now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We are, we got a lot this weekend. I'll just say that. We got a lot this weekend from a director who is nowhere near winning his Academy Award for Best Director. Today's uh, episode, we're going to focus mainly on Fast 9, the, the epic ninth installment of the Fast Saga. That came out this weekend. Uh, we've been talking, we've been hyping it up quite a lot. We were really excited about it. We did last week, we obviously had the Fast and Furious rewatch. Uh, we did, we've talked about this a lot. I think it was on my number, it was, I think it was my number one thing I was most excited for at the beginning of this entire like podcast journey that we've been on. Um, we're going to be talking about that and we're going to talk about a little bit about Loki. But first, let's let's dive into it. Let's get Let's get into this. F9, The Fast Saga. First of all, horrible name for a movie. F9 is not a good name. People were like, my sister texted me this weekend. She was saying like, who's excited for F9? And you know, I, I obviously responded that I was really excited and I was going to see it and everything. And she said she sent it to other people and they're like, what's that? Like the, the button on my keyboard? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's the uh. button on my keyboard. On, my, on this particular keyboard I have here, it's the fast forward button. Is that what it is on yours? No, mine is. Oh yeah, the fast forward button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we have the computer. Max. Yeah. Yeah, we have Max here. <laughs> that's why. Uh yeah, so like that's what it is. That's what most people thought it was. That's obviously not what it is. Um this movie came out this weekend. It's the ninth installment of the Fast and Furious franchise. It's where you have Dominic Toretto and company, the family, have to go up against Cypher again, who is rocking a horrible haircut. But she's back, and she's enlisted the help of Jacob, with a K, who is Dom's younger brother, who we could, didn't know existed until the trailer dropped for this movie. <laughs> Played by none other than John Cena. So we, we'll talk about that a little bit <laughs> in a minute. But, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of revenge in this. There's some um, plot twisting. There's some... Um, uh, resurrection there's there's everything you you expect to want in a movie you know like there's resurrection there's family space. feuds there's what space oh space yes there's all of that uh now full disclosure we are definitely going to be spoiling this movie so if you have not seen it and plan to see it check out the movie before uh you listen to this i think it's i think it is a fun movie to see in theaters you know especially if you haven't gone back it's really big and loud and exciting but uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna get into that so if you if you don't want spoilers then my suggestion would be skip ahead to the loki talk if you want um or just listen to this at a later time i don't know what else to tell you <laughs> uh it made it made 70 million dollars this weekend which is the biggest for the box office post uh pandemic it's definitely the In biggest over a year and a half yeah yeah it's it's huge uh that's a lot of money for this movie which is great um, it's now up to 440 in the global box office, including all the, the Asian markets and such, which opened up to, I think 160 in the Asian market, which is huge. It's also currently the fourth highest box office worldwide gross of the year so far between two Asian films and Godzilla versus Kong. So it's a really, really big production. It's made a ton of money so far. And I, I feel like it's going to make more. It's it's definitely one of those movies that just can, will continue to make a lot of money. Um, and it's been getting some mixed reviews, uh, which, you know, is definitely a thing. And 
Yeah, we're on record saying we we love the franchise. We are yeah, we, we are, are big big fans of the franchise. We've been excited for this since it, since we knew it was coming out. Uh, since Fast the Fate of the Furious, which is the eighth one, since that installment came out, we've been really excited about this. We've seen all of them. Obviously, we've seen all of the movies. We talked about them. We ranked them. We did all of that. For you, before even getting into the movie itself, what is the formula for a Fast and Furious movie? What are you expecting to have? in every single Fast and Furious movie. Give me a couple things that you're expecting. Well, cheesiness is number one. I think this franchise has built itself on just being cheesy and ridiculous, but good cheesy and ridiculous. Um, You know, I'm not here for the acting. I'm not here. I'm not expecting Oscar caliber performances, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I like just funny things. I like Tyrese doing his own thing. I like dom um vin diesel playing into what he does best which is basically just being there and looking like a buff guy um you know i like when they play around with the loss of physics in these movies i think it's funny i think it's ridiculous i think i might use cheesy and ridiculous a lot this podcast um but it's weirdly weirdly to a degree in my head still sees seems plausible and maybe okay. a little bit believable uh which is weird saying when you have a huge submarine coming out of the arctic um, but <laughs> yeah. still you know i can um it's not i can't believe i'm saying this it's not so far-fetched that i'm like oh come on this is stupid and it could happen it'd be cool if it happens yeah they, they make it they they kind of force you to believe in 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 these movies yeah certainly yeah so you know it that's what I'm. That's what I like. That's why. That's why I love this movie. That's why everybody who rails against these movies, I'm like, but this is not. This is this movie is not meant to be what you want it to be. This movie is meant to play on the cheesiness, on the ridiculous, on the funny, on on the you know over the top, on on whatever cars flying out of a parking lot in New York. You know that's that's what we want, and it's like, oh wow, technology can do this, and they can control cars. Like that's super cool. So that's what I expect from these movies. Um, what so what 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 like particular are you looking for besides the action like is there a particular action set piece you're looking for particular like things in dialogue like what are what kind of things are you expecting coming into this like one one thing i'm expecting every single time i come to these you know you're obviously it's the fast and the furious you're going to have some car chases you're going to have some epic cars you're going to have some car chases you know you're going to have not even just in the car chases but you're going to have really expensive cars doing things that seem beyond possible with what they're doing yeah you know you're going to have a charger at some point for some reason it's going to be available in latin america you know i don't know why but there is one there um like that's that's one thing i'm, I'm looking forward yeah. looking for in these movies what's something you're looking for well since fast five just action i i've been interested in this and i'm going to talk about this because i texted you this yesterday i like the whole cat and mouse villain kind of like james bondy way that these movies have turned so i've been looking for that lately um but damn this movie just went over the top it's so funny that i'm saying a fast and furious movie went over the top yeah when that's what these movies do Mm -hmm. but the top this time wasn't good so yeah that's what i'm looking for i'm looking for that just ridiculous aspect of this cat and mouse because now they're superheroes now they're detectives now they help like world crime around the world from stealing dvds to becoming world crime whatever um but it's just fun i think it's fun i think they've nailed right up to this movie i think they've nailed everything 
that I enjoy in these films. Yeah, there's definitely that there's definitely that element of like action that's really awesome to have in these movies. There's some other things I'm looking for as well besides just action cuz when you when you watch these, you know you're going to have a guy that's like super jacked besides mm-hmm. Vin Diesel. Like Vin Diesel's in these, but like each movie they've also had someone who's been like really really big, you know, especially like from 5 on, you know, they added the rock who's just massive. And then in 6 they add the guy that's bigger than the rock and Vin Diesel. Do you remember this in like Oh, that they, yeah. they have the guy that gets just like he, massive. Yep. I don't even know how they made a person that big, but he's in that one. And then in uh, in eight, there's uh, the guy from uh, uh, Game of Thrones who's in that one, who's just a huge, huge man, yep. especially with his massive red beard. And then in this one, you have like a super tall Georgian dude who's just, <laughs> who's just like jacked and massive in this one. Uh, Again, a nameless character. We don't need to have names for these characters. It just happens to be just a huge, huge guy. They with just appear tattoos. and leave. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're expecting that. You're also expecting, I think, some little philosophical nuggets that may or may not actually work. You know, like, <laughs> I don't actually understand some of the nuggets they're trying to drop. Like, they're saying stuff that, like, is trying to be sincere. And, I mean, I didn't really get it. Like, in this movie, I think Dom's father says it's not important to be the the stronger man. You need to be the bigger man. And like, he's trying to drop some nuggets. Doesn't really work. Nope. You're expecting family. They have to say family. At least I think there's actually a statistic on this. They have to cross the 15 times. They have to say family in a movie. <laughs> and I think there has to be a shot of them drinking uh, Corona. Corona. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably Anything Corona's else? biggest endorsement. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anything else jump out at you that like has to be in these movies now? Um, no. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, because like as we'll probably get to you. You actually want a little bit less in these now? I think we might just want a little bit less. Most likely. Yeah. Well, oh, now, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now it's mandatory apparently to have your Oscar-winning actors in these movies. So we'll see if oh, we yeah. get another Oscar-winning actor in the 10th one and wait the 10th part one and part two yeah oh for the record i i apologize to do this i did look it up i wanted to check out what the the big brooding guy is in this movie uh his name is martin ford that's the actor and he plays the character of lieutenant sue sure because i was going to remember his name and i saw yeah, it he's yesterday. he's the guy with the he's the guy with the tattoos on his face I mean, I remember. I don't remember his name, but I remember who it was. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, why you remember would I him care looking? About you're him? like, yeah, it's it's again, it's a nameless character. He's yeah, not really like, sure. Know and you don't really care about. But we're expecting those in movies. Background we're police when, officer number three. Sure. Yeah, we're we're expecting those types of things in these movies. We're expecting Tyrese to just complain and yell at the top of his lungs, which he does a lot in this movie. <laughs> and then you, now we're expecting like there to be some sort of tech thing that someone has to solve. Um, you know, in addition to the family, that type of thing. That's what's really what we've, we've come to expect in this. And the formula has worked, you know, it's worked through, you know, the first eight movies, you know, there's this weird formula that's kind of come out of this and it's really worked. I mean, up until I would say this one, but there's, there's some stuff that has worked in this movie. What, what about this movie? You know, we, we both saw it. We, I had, a, I had a good time at the movies checking it out. I was laughing and giggling quite a lot during this movie because it was so ridiculous and over the top. But um, 
what about it did you really enjoy? Was there any particular scenes, any particular moments that you really, really enjoyed about this movie? Um, yes, because even though I'm going to blast this movie in a little bit, um, I do think that the car chases, I do think that the magnet thing, um, they're enjoyable. I do think they're enjoyable because people were, you say laughing, people in my in the theater were, were laughing their yeah. butts off because it was so ridiculous ridiculous and stupid and it worked um i enjoyed i enjoy tyrese so much i really mm. like him a lot i know you do too i yeah. think he was he's really fun um but i think ugh, i think i think that's it this is the first movie that i'm like oh there was not a lot that i enjoyed about it yeah i definitely enjoyed tyrese's character i thought uh roman is is i said it in our uh, retro review, but he's my favorite character that they added to this, the franchise. He brings a, a huge amount of comedic relief. He's, you know, hilarious throughout the whole thing. He, he really brings it together and makes the movies really fun. I thought him and Tej have a, a fantastic relationship. I thought they're really, really funny together. I enjoyed some of the action sequences. I thought some of the, the driving was pretty cool. Um, you know, those, those types of elements there, uh, but I, I kind of say all of that to get to the point. I wanted to start it off with what we liked a lot because this movie, I, we both agree, is really bad. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we I, I love the Fast and Furious movies. You love the Fast and Furious movies. It's been on record. We talk about it a bunch of times. I think I've said that already. Yeah. But this is a bad movie. I think this is the first one that is actively bad out of yeah. all of them. Yeah. Now, it's it's bizarre to me because I'm looking at some of the reviews that people have given it. And, you know, I, I log it on Letterboxd. I, I look at it on these different websites, you know, like um, Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. And it's getting good reviews from the audience. I don't know who's giving, who's seeing this and saying, like, this is a good movie. Now, when I say that this was not good, like, it's it's bad. People have been like, well, what did you expect? It's a Fast and Furious movie. This isn't bad in the same way that these other movies are quote unquote bad. Yeah. You know, I'm not going into this, like I said before. Expecting Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going into it expecting Coen Brothers level character development yeah. or DiCaprio level acting or Sorkin level dialogue. No, of course I'm not expecting that. I'm expecting a cheesy film that's filled with a fun time, be able to shut my brain off for a little while and just enjoy the action, right? And for a little bit, I did. You know, there's a couple moments when you can just sit back and enjoy. You know, I really thought the space worked quite a lot. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Especially juxtaposed to like this massive action sequence that's going down on the ground on below. The ground, yep. And then it's it's just enough time where you forget that they're in space. And then it cuts back to like Tyrese and Ludacris. <laughs> <laughs> it's spaced and you're like, this is so funny. Like, I was actively like cracking up in the theater. It goes to, because it's dead silent. And it's like, <laughs> it just, it just made me, it was making me laugh so much. Like, because it just cuts to like, like this, this epic, like Kubrick level space yep. like, shot, right? But like, it's just, it's these characters in a Pontiac Fiero, you know, it's, it's so ridiculous. But I enjoyed that. But the other parts, the story of this movie is bad. Yeah. The development is 
bad. The acting isn't like bad. Like you know how like you you no one no one's expecting Vin Diesel to be a great actor. Okay, you know you don't expect him to win Academy Awards or anything like that, or like even be in any sort of award competition, right? But by none by no award competition, you're also not expecting necessarily him to be in the Razzies conversation. Yeah, but this is like really bad this movie's gonna sweep the rassies next year <laughs> i mean i don't know we still have some other movies unless the music but... comes out again this movie's gonna sweep the rassies next year yeah it, it was there was like a lot to to not really like about it well but... it's like you said i think you know it goes back to the two words that i said cheesy and ridiculousness and i think fast and furious franchise the fast saga has branded themselves on giving us that but to a weird degree, making it work and making it make sense within that world. Not that a submarine chasing a car makes sense, but within that world, we were like, okay, our car flying from a building to a building. We see that. But something that they've never done before than I think they did here and badly is that they went back to the lore of the movie and of their mm-hmm. world and broke it up. And destroyed yeah. in a very bad way. Things yeah. that if you're a fan of the original or at least the first three, which for me, for me, I always see that there's the first three, like make a, a, a part of this franchise because that's about racing cars, the fourth one, and then five throughout. And I think they went back and destroyed a lot of what they've told us. It just does not make sense. And I was like, come on for, for true fans of the first one, for people who love the first one, like we do, we're like, yeah. This does not make sense. It reminded me of my reaction when we went to see um, Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> yeah. And I let it out that huge, oh, fuck. And you're like, yeah. dude, I'm like, this makes no sense with the lore of yeah. Harry Potter. It's the same thing here. And I can't believe I'm saying that about Fast and Furious, but it makes no sense with the lore of Fast and Furious. Yeah. I mean, I think you you kind of say it right in the beginning. It's supposed to be cheesy and you know, epic and cheesy and, and, but like fun. Right. Mm -hmm. And the problem that they've been running into with this franchise is since five, it's just gotten big. They, they, they're like, Oh, we made five. Five is like huge. You know, they have these awesome action sequences. It's really highly rated. It's one of, it's probably like, you know, our, it's in the top three of everybody's lists. Um, it's really massive. It's really epic. You have awesome action sequences, cool story. And like, we got to top that. So in six, you have the runway. Yeah. In seven, they're they're racing around in L.A. with like, you know, drones and all this stuff, like this awesome action. In eight, you have a submarine. In nine, they're like, well, we, we're going to space. But space, really, there's no action. So they just keep trying to like one-up it and up it and up it and mm-hmm. up it and up it. And it's gotten to the point where like it's so big that it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. It's not that like, oh, this is like kind of fun. It's just stupid. Stupid. It's yeah. like legitimately dumb. Like, for example, the do you do you know what the they were trying to do in this movie? Like what they were trying to stop? Do you remember what what actually the technology was going to do? I don't remember anything about this. I know he was looking for the uh, second part of the tech to do whatever. That's exactly the problem with this movie. You have no idea what they were going to do. Mm. Obviously, it's a MacGuffin. A MacGuffin is a device that films use to like just get the story and plot going. Yep. And a lot of times, they don't matter. It doesn't matter. But like the problem in this movie is it doesn't matter so much that I don't care at all about it. 
there's no stakes. I didn't think for half a second they were going to lose. Anyone was going to get hurt or anything wrong was going to happen. And it made the technology just so ridiculous. By the way, the technology, it takes over all of the computers of the world. Anything with a microchip, anything that runs on ones and zeros, which is all of technology, Mm -hmm. it will be able to hack into it easily and take it over. It's so absurdly stupid that, like, don't care. No. And the technology, too, is like it's in two halves of a turtle shell, basically, that they put together and they need like human DNA to go to not <laughs> go into it, but to touch it, apparently. And they're protecting the this key. person with the DNA. It, it turned into like this is Jurassic. Now I see why they want to cross over with Jurassic Park, like this Jurassic Park DNA thing. And I'm like, what is it going was, on here? It was so ridiculous. And I just did not care at all. Like, there's no point like. You know, they went from stopping a tank to everything is a tank now. Mm-hmm. You know, like where it's funny. I was, I was thinking about in so in the in the final scene of this movie, they're driving a, a big truck down the streets of Georgia. Okay, <laughs> the country Georgia, by the way, not this not the state of Georgia. Although for for most people, they don't know the difference. There is a country Georgia. It's in uh, it's in southern. It's just south of Russia. Um, it's a country. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they're driving this big truck down it and they're they're crashing cars directly into this truck and this truck somehow does not go down, right? Which does not make any sense whatsoever. Um, and I, I, I was thinking about it, right? And like the amount of car accidents that happen in this movie, you know, the wreckage that happens mm. in this movie, there's so many scenes when cars are crashing into things and nothing happens. Like, you know, in six, they take down a tank and like that was an awesome scene, right? Because you're like, they got a tank. And it was such a cool scene. So awesome. You're like, oh my God, how are they going to take down a tank? Like there's so much you had to actually go through with it and like think about all the different ways of how they're going to do it. And they go back to like, just like a big vehicle and they just crash cars into it, which would totally stop the train, stop it by the way. Yep. And it doesn't stop. And you're like, why? It doesn't make any sense as to why it wouldn't stop. Like it should just stop. (laughs) You're crashing cars in like a lot of cars, like a lot of cars into it. And it doesn't stop. And you're like, but but why? This doesn't make any sense. And it's funny. I was also thinking back to the the first movie. And in the end of the very first movie, Dom flips his, uh, his charger, right? Mm-hmm. Runs into the truck, flips the charger. It rolls a couple times. And he is bleeding. His arm is broken. He's like really completely out of it and totally distraught. And like he clearly it was a pretty awesome crash, by the way. Um, and he's really like injured. And you could see he's injured, he's probably broken his arm, he needs to get away and he gets away, right? Mm-hmm. But in the beginning of this movie, him and Letty get into a car accident where they're swinging by a wire. First of all, that's not how wires work, across a ravine from I'm guessing Honduras into maybe uh guatemala because i'm just looking at the geography of the area <laughs> you know so they're getting missiles shot at them they drive a, a obviously a charger in the middle of the jungle because that's what the car you bring when you go to the jungle to the jungle yep a, a, a nice brand new dodge charger which is available for some reason in that country and you get it you swing across because the wire got wrapped around your tire it would probably just rip your tire off by the way swing around and then it crashes into a cliffside flips three times lands a head up and they're both like "Ooh, that was crazy 
Not a single, like all the windows are shattered out. No airbags, nothing. The car is wrecked. They can drive it off. And not a single scratch on him. I mean, after he survived the parking garage on top of him, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's just, it's gotten to the point where like, there are no stakes. Mm-hmm. There, there are no stakes in this movie. That's one of the problems I have with it. And that's why I tell you that I don't think he's going to die when this when this movie ends. I don't think he'll die. What what can kill him? I was Ty- at this Tyrese point just at the saying... beginning Tyrese at the beginning of this one got shot like five yeah. times. We see this like whole scene where he gets shot. Yep. And nothing. And he actually there's a whole meta joke about it. He's like, "Guys, we've done like all these things. You know, we've jumped through across vehicles, we've taken down a tank, a submarine, all this stuff, not a scratch on me." You know, like nothing, nothing happens to him. The the most he gets injured is in Too Fast, Too Furious when he jumps across like the boat, the boat, and he lands on it. And that's Unlimited. where he breaks his arm yeah. because he crashes and actually gets injured like you would in a crash like that. Yeah. You, you know, it's just there's nothing. No one gets even. No one's even breaking a sweat. Listen, at this point, Too Fast, Too Furious is a masterpiece compared to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Eva Mendes and that horrible acting anytime. That would fit in with this one. Yeah. No, it's what you say. There's just no stakes. And if 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 nobody's going to die, and if they're going to die, they're going to be brought back. Because it was all staged, which I have issues and I thought it was stupid. Um, you know, why? Like, why? Is there a bigger... Is there a bigger evil playing here? I thought there was going to be a bigger, bigger evil here. Uh, and by evil, I say bigger baddie. Um, we'll see how they connected in tenth. But yeah, it was just it was very disappointing. It again, like I said, it's not stupid fun. And you said it too. You now they're stripping the fun out of it, and it's just stupid. Yeah, it was just stupid. I mean, let's talk about that. You're talking about bringing Han back. You know, Han famously died in. Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, and then they showed the death by Jason Statham in, in the, sixth. the sixth. Right at the the you know the the stinger at the end of that was Jason Statham running it in and killing Han. Yeah. Right, and Han's dead, but he's not. It was staged. Mm-hmm. Is nothing sacred now? Like even death is like we can resurrect people from dead. We've well, done it before I, with Letty, but this is like they did it twice. They killed him twice. But it just—it's just so. The reason I hated it—I'm—I I'm, love Han. I was when that f- first trailer dropped, like what seems like yeah. five years ago now. Everybody was like, "Holy crap! They're bringing back Han. How are they going to do this?" I think the whole staging thing was just dumb. I think you—if when—if you look at something like Hobbs and Shaw, you had something right there that you could have used, like the whole superhero thing, the whole like serum or whatever created like i thought that was the route they were gonna go like han famously ended up in a coma and like he became a superhero a super soldier and blah 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 because even though it's stupid it's there they already added something like hobson shaw and i think hobson shaw is going to connect to the film franchise in the last one i think but that whole staging thing that whole like oh i've been hired to protect it, it was just dumb like faking the death and connecting it with like Mr. Nobody and Gal Gadot's character and stuff like that. Like it was just, that was, it was bizarre. It was, it was, to me. It was really, really weird. Really like, weird. so was, was he in on it? 
was like Deckard Shaw in on killing him with, but, by faking it. But my thing is that the I'm jumping ahead, but that credit scene, his yeah. face doesn't tell me that he was in on it when yeah. he opens the door. It, exactly. I mean, that's that's kind of like that's, that's what kind of where I'm getting at. Like if so, he thought he killed him to justify and like that ended up that was like the the catalyst for deckard shaw to go and try to kill everybody in in the family yeah and then like he comes back and like the reser the 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 whole like there's a whole hashtag justice for han that -hmm. like came out like quite a lot and he comes back and you're like wait so like he's not actually dead he's just been hiding which is even worse Mm -hmm. because if you think about it in the context of the character itself, he dies in the middle of to- of Tokyo Drift, where he is trying to protect these high school kids who are drifting against the Yakuza. Yep. Right? And he's been their protector, and he just abandons them? Because he doesn't die. He abandons them. He chooses yep. to do this. So it makes that character just, like, way worse and, like, mm-hmm. sort of ruins it. And, like, I don't think we got our quote unquote justice. No, I would have definitely used the Letty. I don't remember anything storyline for Han. And that would have been more believable to me. You know, after that explosion, like, okay, he lost his memory. Oh, he became a super soldier or whatever. Like anything you wanted to do, but that whole planned thing, he's like, Oh, I'm working for these people. Now I want to fake my own death. And the fact that Shaw doesn't, no, because when he opens the door in the credit yeah. scene, his face is like, how are you alive? Why are you here? So in my head, I don't think Shaw knew what was going on. Yeah. So it just makes and no sense. I don't Granted, see... I think at this point we shouldn't try to make sense of these movies. Yeah. But I also they're... don't see how they're going to come back together because, I mean, there's no way that like Han is going to forgive Deckard because he just he literally like killed him. Yeah. And also beyond that, Deckard's brother Owen right either they can't justify because Owen is the result of why Gal Gadot's character was killed was killed yep you know Giselle dies because she was protecting Han while trying to take down Owen Owen so like the person he loves was killed by Owen so there's no way you can bring him back together it's but listen, you know, it's, it's it's fast. It's you know they're all coming back. We we know yeah. they're all coming back for the last two. So you know they might have what a little fist fight and everything's gonna be fine. You know they're gonna be fine to fight whatever big villain they're gonna set up in number ten. Yeah. See, I don't want that. I would. I what I would like, you know, be really awesome if the Shaws decide that they're going to fight against the Toretto crew. You know, like just mm. actually make them enemies. Because I think the the Fast franchise has a villain problem. They don't really have good villains necessarily. Mm. Like, you know, Owen Shaw in 6 becomes part of the family. Deckard Shaw becomes part of the family. 8, the villain is Dom, who is the family. And then 9, Jacob is the villain, who's like... Who is the family again. Who is the family. And you're like, that's the other problem with this movie. I mean, I watched this and I was like there's no way he's going to stay the villain. Like he's going to, when, when is he going to turn around? What's going to be the moment? He's going to be like, we're actually brothers, man. We can't kill each other. Like we can't go like this. You know, like it's going to be yeah. something stupid like that. And guess what? It was something stupid like that. Yep. <laughs> you know? And that's, that's, that's the next thing I want to talk about is the John Cena of it. Oh, John God. Cena playing Jacob with a K. Now, did they, I know going into this, we had a big question. 
And that was how is John Cena and Vin Diesel actually related? How are they actually related? Did they satisfy that question in your mind? Um, no. I mean, did they answer the question? Yes. Did they satisfy me? No. <laughs> Do you remember how they answered how they're actually related? Like how they justify that John Cena, who is clearly white and Vin Diesel, who is not how they're, how they're both brothers. Oh my God. I blocked that out. And I saw you blocked it out. Yeah. Did you, so there's, there's a, it's because there's a complete throwaway line by Charlize Theron when she's like your chin. I didn't realize I know she says, I know the Toretto line is a mixed is a mixed uh, bloodline, but I didn't know it had, I think she said like Nordic in there. Oh my God. I did not catch that at all. So that's why he is clearly white and Dom is not, but like, it's funny because they're, they're, they're both brothers by a father who is uh, probably uh Latino in some way. <laughs> and they, <laughs> but he's very much, John Cena is very much white. The this. big bad is going to be the mom. Mom, ter mommy Toretto appears in a few years. She'll see. She's been uh, she's been completely missing from this entire franchise. Yeah, and they're no going to suddenly drop her in tenth, and she's mad because her the father took away the kids. But going so, back to John Cena, did they answer why they were brothers? Quote unquote, yes. Did it satisfy me? No. I also think John Cena was a horrible choice for this movie. Absolutely. Like we said before, we're not expecting Oscar caliber acting, but I think John Cena really brought down the acting in this movie. Mm -hmm. I thought Michelle Rodriguez was was a bad actor. She is an Academy Award winning performance level actor compared to John Cena. She was good in this movie. I actually like her in this movie and she I was think she I think she's been growing into this role a yeah. lot. She's she's awesome. She she definitely kicks ass in this movie. Yeah, she does she's, kick ass. She's really good in this. So I just just to give a little more caliber to her. She she is actually doing Oh no, quite I well love her movie. as as Letty. I yeah. think she nails the but but you know, she's not known for yeah. being an actor. She and she literally plays every single the same role. But John Cena was atrocious Horror. in this film. He had no chemistry with anybody in this movie. Mm -hmm. He is definitely not a leading man. I'm sorry. He cannot carry a movie like this. Um, and he's basically a co-lead with Dom. Um, he was actively bad. Yeah. Actively bad. And I am really scared for the Suicide Squad. I am really scared now that I see this. So I'm not that worried about that. Because I think in the Suicide Squad, he is playing a character who's supposed to be absolutely massive and like overly... He's like meta comedy, meta like serious and tough. Like where he looks really, really big, but he's not actually tough. I think that's kind of the character he's playing. But in this, he's trying to be like tough and like really serious and be a super spy. Like he's like, this is my world. You're in my world of like spying and stuff. But there was a scene when him and, and Dom face off, when Jacob and Dom face off in in the, I don't know, the villa or something the like thing, that. Yeah. And he pulls out a gun and points it at Dom's face. And then Dom takes the gun out of his hand and he pulls out another gun. That scene to me seems like it must have been like 18 takes because there's no way he doesn't look like he's smooth at all. No. You know what I'm saying? There's no way you, you think of spies, right? You think of someone who is fast, someone who is like silk, uh, slick and like can really move. It's and do suave. Really has like a suave thing to him. Yeah. Or, you know, like, or like the John Wick character who can like yeah. just pull something out real quick and do some sort of like cool action thing. Or like, you know, obviously James Bond is what you go to and you have these cool little slick moves and like they do stuff that's like really like awesome and they can move really quickly. I don't think John Cena is moving quickly. 
no, he, no. He'll, he, you you want to watch out for his punch because he'll knock you out with one punch. But like, he's not. He he doesn't fit in that suit. Mm-hmm. He doesn't fit in a tactical suit. He doesn't fit in any of that stuff. He's out of place. He was he's, so out of place. He's so bad, and he's trying to look serious. But like, I look straight through that, and it looks more comical and bad. Yep. You know, who do you think should should have played him instead? And like uh, been more of like his brother. I think there's an actor. We we're talking about this before. There's an actor called Edgar Ramirez. Mm-hmm. Um, he played Carlos in a movie. He did. He did Gianni Versace and, and Ryan Murphy's assassination of Versace a few years ago. He, I think he's really, really, really good. And yeah. he would have been just a good vibe to what they yeah. had established in F8 um, mm-hmm. for Dom. I think he would have made a, just a better, more just a, a better match for Dom and I think he has now that you say about that smoothness and that suave kind of appeal for for an agent I think Edgar Ramirez has that yeah so I I that he would be my choice I think that's definitely a really good choice I think like there's so many other people out there who could have done it but yeah it's just it was he was so bad in this movie he was horrible he was horrible he really did bring the 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 movie down um yeah again no it's just no chemistry because you know you think of owen you think of luke evans you think of charlize you think of oh my god deckard um say them yeah um they have they are all three of them were say what you want about the the how the characters written how they just come and go and become family or whatever well not charlie she's still a badass um but they you're you believe them in those characters like luke evans um stay them and charlie's have the quality to play villains and i think they play them really well and they play you know like the rogue spy and this person and the you know the assassin and the the worldwide like hacker you buy into that i never once bought into john cena once i mean you i was just thinking about it you know saying the super assassin and stuff i can't picture john cena going on like a a mission to go kill someone and like say russia right he has to go to russia and kill someone that's the thing that assassins would do right you'd you'd reasonably expect someone to be able to go into russia and kill someone right i can't see him going in there and being like like first of all speaking russian and like blending in at a bar there's no way you could tell me he will walk in there and do that and he also doesn't have that sort of attitude around him like Hobbs does where it doesn't matter. And he could just go in and like beat everybody up. You know, I, they're just so different of characters and I just don't see it being, a thing mm-hmm. it just, it, it just did not work for me. You know, it says something when Lucas black who shows up in this again, you know, he comes back as Sean from Tokyo drift. Mm-hmm. He's good in this. I actually really like his character in this and I think he does a great job. Because they actually push that character way beyond what you'd expect anymore, where they make him a little bit unhinged and crazy. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I think he's good. He was I was excited to see him. And every scene that John Cena was in, I was like, this is bad. Yeah, he was he was horrible. Horrible. I do not want to see him in anything else. The only man. thing to me that Ugh. was worse than John Cena is every single flashback. <laughs> I thought the flashbacks in this movie, the idea of going back to... 1989, which I don't know why they decided to pick that year, but 1989 was a horrible choice. You you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but there's a mythology behind Dominic Toretto. Yeah. 
And that mythology to me is and to you and to a lot of, you know, fans is like a sacred mythology. The idea that in the fast and the furious, it's established that Dom's dad dies in a car crash during a race. Yep. And Dom is so distraught. He beats the guy who with a wrench um, or something. Yeah. He, he beats the guy who crashed into his dad with a wrench and the guy the becomes like death. paralyzed. Yeah. He becomes paralyzed and Dom goes to prison for two years. Yep. That's the whole like genesis of what it is. Of the Fast and, and the Furious, yeah. Yeah, and he looks at his father as the sacred character who is like everything that he has always strived to be, yet, you know, obviously at different points in Dom's life, it's, he's never been able to really live up to that, but he's always seen him as like this ideal character. Yep. You know, he's like, I love my father. He's always been true. He's always been this. He's always been delivering me with all these little nuggets with all of this different stuff. And in this movie, they take that mythology, the origin story of Dominic Toretto, and they replace him with people who I don't think are good actors and just rip that whole thing apart. Yep. Rather than his dad dying in a car crash because the guy was, you know, being uh, some sort of asshole and just like wanted to take him out and like he was going through, they, they change it to the point where, first of all, they introduce a brother, which is a horrible mistake. And then the dad throws is going to throw the race instead. He's trying to throw the race because they're in an immense amount of debt uh, for some reason. And they're going to try to throw the race so he can make up and cover some of his debt. And instead, while trying to throw the race, his dad dies in a massive fiery explosion. His brother knew about the fact that he's trying to throw the race. The guy who crashed into him knew about this and like, was like yeah we were working together to try to get himself out of debt and then it changes the whole story because then now dom's version of his dad is like he's not now he's realizing his dad's not actually this ideal person the whole origins of why dom is the way he is and why he's such a you know trying to be such a father figure is just tainted and it just ruins all of it i was really surprised that you know once the trailer dropped and we knew that jacob was going to be here and he's he's Dom's brother. Um I was really surprised that they changed the dad's story. I knew or I I you know there was a possibility that they were going to go back, we were going to see whatever or or we were going to get an explanation of where did Jacob come from. But the fact that they touched the quote unquote lore of the first movie for me was really surprising because if you are a huge fan of the first one, you know, like you said, the whole dad story is like huge. It sets up, it basically sets up the entire film or a lot of like what Dom, who Dom is in, in, in the franchise. I was like, really? Like, and and then you like, Oh, I just want to throw the race or whatever because of debt. I just thought it was so 101 script writing in college and it just made no sense no sense at all and then like you said you know you have bad actors playing these people it's just dumb it's ridiculous um yeah i was not happy that they went that route i think a simple explanation for for uh, another simple explanation for jacob would have been better but we got what we got and i just it was a bad choice i really think it was a very very bad choice to touch that lore yeah i was not a not a fan of that choice I mean, there was also another, <laughs> it's like a couple of weird little things that I saw too. There was one point when they're rebuilding the block of the, the charger 
at some point, I don't know why, but they're, mm-hmm. they're, they actually used, it seemed like a different actor was playing Dom's father at that point because the actor who's playing Dom's father in that scene looks like he was a CGI version of both John Cena and Vin Diesel. Yep. Like it, it literally, he looked completely different from the father that's in the other cutscenes. But when he's playing the little, little Dom, he looks like, uh, like, like that. Actually, another fun fact on looking this up that, so there's two younger versions of Dom, one at like, I'm guessing in 1989, he's like 22. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, but in the, the other one when he's even younger, that's actually Vin Diesel's actual son. That's his actual son who plays him, which is kind of funny. So I thought that was kind of cute. But this also does start to bring up some other problems with the movie. Uh, they bring in, you, there's a scene when they go to, you know, later on in the flashbacks when they're doing street racing against Jacob to, you know, kick Jacob out of town or whatever. You see a younger version of Dom's crew from the Fast and the Furious. Yep. Right. And it messes up a little bit of the mythology here and it makes it really, really strange because again, I don't know why they decided on 1989, but this starts to add that you can start to do math with this and this is where you get problems. In 1989, we're assuming Dom is what? Like 22 in this? More or less, the yeah. Actors like 20s. 20 the actor's 26, so it doesn't even make any sense. He looks older than Dominic Toretto does in The Fast and the Furious. Well, we're assuming he's 22 in 1989. The Fast and the Furious takes place in 2001. 2001. So he's 34, right? We also know that Vin Diesel's, uh, Dominic Toretto's crew is made up of like Jesse, who is in the flashback, and Vince, who's in the flashback. And Vince is known to be 24. That's what he says uh, when he's when he's, when Brian's calling on the radio. He says, "You're 20. We got a 24 year old male who's been, you know, laceration to the arm, whatever." So, the other thing we know about Vince is that we met Vince in the third grade, because that's what he yells at him. He says, "You know, there was a time when I didn't know you," and he says, "Yeah, but that was in the third grade." So, in the third grade, if we look at it, Vince is 24 in in that time. You know, during the fast and the furious the third grade you're generally about nine years old right yep. that's 1986 for them that'd be 1986 yes. so that would mean that dom is hanging out with nine uh, when he's 19 he met vince so he's hanging out with nine-year-olds dom's got some problems okay there's some issues with that i love that you just did the math for all of this also, so that that's that's an issue in and of itself. Okay, so Dom's hanging out with people way too young. Uh, also, Letty's Letty's young, but we don't need to get into that. Uh, <laughs> the other thing in the flashbacks, we have a young Jesse, a young uh, Letty, a young Vince. Guess who's missing? Leon. There's no Leon. Where is Leon? What did he What did he do? I want to know who, what car gods did it that he piss off for him oh not to be ever be mentioned, talked about, or brought back. He that done. he will be the main villain in Fast Ten. They did not mention his name once. They didn't show him in the flashbacks. It's horrible. <laughs> Leon is the main villain in the last one, just because he's like getting revenge on all of them for forgetting him. And I hope they bring Johnny Strong back to play him. That'd be awesome. That'd be cool. <laughs> So I don't want to I don't want to keep belaboring the point about like some of the issues with this, I, you know the 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 action sequences the magnets were cool but then like at the same time they were like so unrealistic that it became like weird yeah the car physics didn't work 
even though there's a great line in the movie that says, as long as we obey the laws of physics, we'll be all right. <laughs> and then they ignore all the laws of physics. Like they're like, they're throwing cars around like they're skateboards. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. Not one like, bit. In the end, the truck flips on its, it flips on its, uh, on its top. Yep. And then just slides probably, all probably a good, way. a quarter mile. It probably goes, does that quarter mile faster Because remember, it's than, a quarter mile at a time. It probably does the quarter mile faster than uh, his Mazda RX-3 in uh, the first movie. <laughs> Maybe the is, tank again, is the 10 second car. <laughs> oh God, it's so, it's so, it was so stupid. Um, but I, I just want to just look at, uh, did, did space hold up for you? It was fun. Like you said, I thought it was fun. It's it's ridiculous and stupid because, you know, it would be crushed in space. This is this is the example, though, of the ridiculous and stupid. That is fun. This yes. one was fun. I this actually fun I, part. I love the space. I yeah. thought it was stupid and fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially because it's Tyrese and, and yeah and Ludacris. Well, absolutely. I, think I mean, that's what fun. you you know, that's what you when you do the stupid the, the 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 submarine in f8 who's the one that's yelling it's tyrese so when you're gonna yeah. do the stupid cheesy thing that is so over the top that you know is no way it's gonna happen you give it to tyrese and i think that's an issue of the movie like when you're gonna go full-on stupid give it to us in one or two scenes and make it work with characters that are, are actually the cheesy characters from the movie yeah. And I think here they just went stupid and cheesy, but I think space worked. It was fun for what it is. Um, yeah. Obviously space does not work like that. We have all <laughs> seen gravity. We have all seen interstellar. That is not how space works. No. Um, Magnets don't work that way. Yeah. No. Wires but, don't work that but, way. But, yeah, gravity doesn't work at, that way. At all. You know, uh, can you imagine? Let's just, oh, let's just take a car to space and then we'll be brought back in a shuttle. Like, come on people. No. Um, we'll talk to um, Bezos next week when he goes to space about it. Um <laughs> But yeah, it was fun. That's I'm with you. That's when it that's when it's stupid and that's when it's ridiculous and that's when it's enjoyable. Um so yeah, it 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 was fine and they gave us what we wanted because as soon as uh, Michelle Rodriguez said last year that oh, she teased space everybody's like we're going to space in this movie and we went to space. It was fun. Yeah. I I mean that was that was something that I I I definitely definitely enjoyed. I think the movie's missing I think I think the thing is it's just missing Brian. It's really, I think if Brian was in this, it would have been a better movie. I really think it was lacking the Brian O'Connor character. I mean, he was, but there's he only was really so much missing. they can do with that. So. I, I know, and it's it's so rough, but he his his lack of presence was really felt here. Yeah, I think it that worked brought for this the down eighth. A lot. Like it worked for one yeah. movie, but now it's being felt that he's not yeah, in his, this his, anymore. Yeah, it's it, it was really sad to to not have him for this. Yeah, that's fair. I think it worked for yeah, that's that's a good point. I think it worked for eight. Now it's like, ugh, and then we still have two more. So yeah. uh, although I do think he well, obviously not him, but I do think his character is coming back to a certain degree in the last two, but we'll see. So what what is there anything else you expect about ten and ten and a half? Listen, I'm calling it ten, 10 and, and a half, half until we get eleven. We'll, we'll call it ten. Listen, and a half. So at this point, I don't know. What I do know is what we do know is that they're starting to film in January 2022. Um, they're gonna film both of them back to back. Um, and the rumor is that they want to release them, you know, six months apart, like this big event. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do at this point. You know, 
this one's a brother and then he left. Everybody's a family. This one is still running around with her bowl cut. I have no idea what's happening at this point. I'm not going to guess. I want Leon to come back at some point. I would love to see him. Maybe he's the big baddie. I want to see if there's going to be, if Mama Toretto is around somewhere. Because apparently dad. Mama Toretto is nowhere to be found. Jesse's dad looking for his Jetta. Um, I, I, I really don't. But no, because what I thought we were going to get in this movie, we didn't. What so, do you want for the next one, though? Like, what do you actually want? What do you think can make this could like fix it a little bit? I want ideas? I know you haven't seen these movies, but I'm going to reference them for this. In the Scream movies, the third one gave us an overarching villain who was the culprit of everything that happened to the main character since the first one. I would like to see that. They have stayed so close. Think These movies are just collecting family. They've been collecting family all throughout. I want to see just one big baddie that they know or that maybe we've even heard of or seen before and just come back and terrorize them. And like, what's the overarching plan to take out Dom? That's what I personally want to see because I think it would be very dumb to introduce somebody completely new to the series, uh, like like a shop or like give us another new villain. No, I think it has to be somebody that we've already seen or heard of. But that's but at this point, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I definitely I agree with you. I mean, I think introducing a new villain again, a villain that we don't care about is the other problem. Like we're you can't have someone else that we don't care about. You know, I'm sure it'll be Charlize again, but like it can't be someone new who is just stupid. Like the auto character whose dad is like oh, in charge of Georgia was no, such a stupid, stupid, stupid and a worthless character. We didn't care about him at all. He had no real villainy. We didn't even care. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything mean except be just like a creepy asshole. Like that's pretty much it. Like, but like that we, we, we do need a, a better villain. Um, but I also want the stakes to be lower. Okay. I don't want it to be like, we need to stop the world from being, blown up by someone so we need to hack into the computer that nobody can understand and dismantle the satellite like i don't want that stuff i want it to be much slower stakes lower. i want it to be like yeah. like the family is in trouble someone kills somebody and we need to stop them not yeah. like someone's like someone's hunting us not like yep. an evil faceless corporation with like you know these little goons in this technology no, that just someone know, glows blue or whatever i want it to be like someone who is with this gang of people, like maybe a gang, like a legitimate gang, you know, like not some foot soldiers of this like ultra rich high tech company. Like, yeah, go back to the origin, go back to the basics, which is what I think worked throughout all the first films. Give me some street racing. Yeah. I want some, I want some, I want some racing in this. I don't want some driving cars down the street and like, you know, crashing into something because you have to crash into something after someone or whatever. Yeah. Just racing. I want, I want some, I want racing. I want lower stakes. I want Leon. <laughs> <laughs> we all want just, that's the new hashtag justice for justice Leon. for Leon. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I want. Yeah. It's, it's not going it. to be that. I don't think it'll be that. No, I think it'll be not. a little bit more of, uh, I'm sure it'll blow up this, the Statham character again. And uh, well, that's what I think. That's why these movies used to work so well. Um, and then a lot of people disregard, think eight and nine are really bad because even though, yes, we had like these super people or whatever, blah, 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 but it was all about, you know, fourth one, 
the whole backdrop of Lady Whatever. The fifth one is about, you know, they're they're running away in Brazil because they're being hunted. So it's very, quote unquote, very just small in scale in the sense that it's all about them trying to survive in Brazil and steal this money. The sixth one is all about rescuing one of them. Um, the seventh one is like they're being hunted by someone. Um, but then eighth became like the world. And, you know, this person is looking for, I don't even remember, God's Eye, was it? Or something like that. I don't even remember what it the, was called. I, yeah, the God's Eye was, that was six, wasn't it? Uh, See, but, seven, seven they're after, like, they need the God's Eye so that they can use it to get this. What It was just. But then Charlize is against, it's like looking for that yeah. too, like to control. Yeah, so she I, can control submarines. And, oh, like, yeah. The, so whatever. So, yeah, that's when it, yeah, I, I bring it back, bring it back, bring it back to family. And don't be afraid if you're wrapping it up with two movies don't be afraid to kill to actually kill somebody in the family yeah. don't be afraid to do that who do you want to kill i oof i would kill letty no but she's not gonna die because she has a spin off no up, you so. can't you can't kill letty she's she's too important of a character she would be that would be a different level uh, because especially I think she, they're doing a uh, one where she's the lead in it. Yeah. Now, she's doing with, a, with she's the, getting a spinoff. She's getting with a spinoff. The, with the spinoff. I hope that it's, it's not a, when they say a female led, I want it to be Letty's in charge, not yeah. a, a all girls one. Cause yeah. those don't work to me. All girl movies don't work, but female led work, you know, yep. like, uh, uh, like Charlie's angels, the new one. It yeah, didn't really work no. for me that well. I, I but thought then I it, was, think... it was poorly received. But I thought something like The Old Guard, which was, was Charlize Theron, which yeah. she led that one, or like Atomic Blonde, which again is Charlize, those worked yeah, real those well. Yeah, those worked real well. So, so please do that. But I if, think, I had, well, if I, I had to kill a character, if I... I had to kill a character, I would probably go with a character that would die. Uh, Roman is going to die. That would be my Yeah. Guess. But I don't he's, think... He's I... going to die. I think, yes, they're family. I know they're family. I know they love each other. I know that we raised my Corona to my familia every movie at the end and blah, blah, blah. But I... I think they'll kill. I think the emotional impact would be somebody like Mia, somebody like Letty, somebody like even Dom. But Dom won't die until the very last scene, obviously, if he dies. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. As an audience member, for me, Tyrese's death or, or... um, oh my god, this guy's death or whatever, or Natalie's from Game of Thrones. Like I'm like, they died. Oh, they're part of the family. Like, I well, oh, I thought on. I but, thought they were gonna kill him in this one. There was actually a great opportunity for them yeah. to kill him, and it would have been great. It would have been it a really been, nice it death. It would have been really I good. I would have that that they could have added that emotional core to it. Yep. It would have been a one. nice could It could have changed the entire movie if they did it, but they didn't. Yep. I really thought that wow, they're actually gonna do it. They're gonna kill the two of them. Both of them were gonna die. I thought that was gonna be it. And I I was actually excited for it yeah to have an emotional scene in this movie would have worked but they didn't do it they didn't they go did for it not. They didn't so we'll see it. what happens and the, the key part of that is we will see i'm definitely going to see fast 10 and fast 10 and a half oh, of course they've not lost me i want to be clear no this no, movie was not well. good but they've not lost the fan they I'm haven't still a either. huge fan yeah definitely going to still check out the 10th the 11th the 14th the 23rd all of the spinoffs. The spinoffs. This I, one. That one. I love this. I still love this franchise. Another still movie. Another movie. And another movie. I still, still, still love this franchise. Yep. Big, big fan. Same. So we'll talk about the uh, Disney Plus franchise of Loki. We'll talk about that right after a quick break. 
so this week we got our third episode of the new Disney Plus franchise of Loki. It's the third Marvel franchise that we've had so far. Now, these Marvel TV shows have been, you know, a mixed bag. I mean, we certainly talked a lot about WandaVision. We never really fully recapped uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we're already on episode three of Loki. I think we talked a little bit about the first one, but we never really talked about the second episode. But I want to just dive into it a little bit because this this is actually quite an interesting franchise. I, I don't I didn't know that I really wanted it and I wasn't really looking forward to it too much. But it's turned out to be to be quite interesting to me. I've been I've been enjoying it a bit. It comes out on Wednesdays, which is a very different take, I think, too. It's, it's kind of <laughs> yeah. interesting that it's on Wednesdays, uh, which is interesting. It's an interesting choice, especially because now that's what Disney Plus is going to do. All of their series are going to drop on Wednesdays. Yeah, which is interesting. Weird, but. but- it is what it is, I guess. When you can sure. watch it whenever, but you don't have to watch it on a Wednesday, but it drops then. Um, we're, we've we're at we finished episode three, and as a result, we're halfway through the season. The series is six episodes. So, what do you think of the series so far? Oh, I love it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, just as much as One Division. I think it's really. It gives me very comic book vibes. It feels very comic booky. Um, it's weird, just like Loki is you know he is the god of mischief and i think the the series has that um just feel to it um i think tom hiddleston is great i'm liking what they're doing i am really excited to see what the next three episodes hold you know there are only three hours left i assume the finale is going to be longer maybe like an hour 15 20 so we'll see um so i think I think these three episodes have been a nice setup and i think the last three episodes are just going to raise the stakes and going to be what leads us into um doctor strange um or spider-man which comes first i forgot which one comes first Uh, spider-man spider-man so i think this might be the one that leads us into spider-man and the multiverses and all that um but i'm liking it i think it's fun i think it's super just hard to keep up with and i like that um yeah i think it's really good i think it's really good it's way better than winter soldier and it's just as good as wandavision so far wandavision is my favorite but i'm loving this one so much yeah i think it's quite different from the falcon and the winter soldier i think that's really the big thing for us now i think the falcon and the winter soldier has its own merit i think it is good in its own way but for the two of us we've always liked the weirder thing like you know we loved WandaVision. a lot of people were like yeah i don't really like it i don't care like the first couple episodes are really tough and like for me those were the best episodes yeah but this like you said is extremely comic book it's very comic book there's a lot of things going on in that vein and i think it's really great they bring tom hiddleston back i mean he's so good the loki character is a fan favorite a lot of people love him Mm -hmm. and he's doing a lot in this in this series you don't know if you can trust him the audience, the, the characters on screen don't. The audience doesn't know if they could trust him. And I really like that. And they bring in the wrinkle that there are other Lokis in this multiverse of people. Yep. And they're showing different forms of Lokis. You know, Loki as a massive beast type character. Loki <laughs> as a woman. Loki yep. as, I think in the, in the mid-season trailer, they showed Loki as a child. As a child, yep. So you have all of these different forms of Loki and these different Lokis and their different experiences and their different stories. Yep. I think that's really a cool take and opens up again, like you said, the multiverse aspect. And I know Mm -hmm. that we're getting a lot of multiverse in the future iterations of the MCU, not just the TVU, 
that we're getting now, but uh, it's it's really it's it's quite exciting. I think it's really fun. I think a lot of it's anchored by a really great performances from Tom Hiddleston and, and Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, he's killing yeah. it so much. I think that Owen Wilson's doing a great job, and he's doing more yep. than his typical thing mm-hmm. that he does in movies. Uh, but he's doing a great job. I love. He's that actually he's, re- he's actually really good, really good in it. I love the scenes when he's listening to Loki explain something, and Loki's like really convincing, <laughs> and you're like, okay, I get this. I'm really, I'm, I'm sold in on this. And he's like, dad he's lying. He's just lying. Let's move on. <laughs> and it's like it's so good. I think I think their chemistry is really really good. And then the chemistry now between uh, Loki and the the female Loki, and Sylvie, are, yeah. I think those are that's really good chemistry. Yeah, you don't, you don't know if you could trust them. Yeah, don't trust them. <laughs> which is good. Which is good. It, it just keeps you on your toes, and I think that's why people are like really invested. I think, like you said, I think most people were invested in WandaVision because it's like the mystery of it all. Whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier is a little more straightforward. Obviously, mm-hmm. now we're talking about aliens and magic versus just a little bit more grounded in reality. Whatever MCU calls yeah. grounded in reality. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's fun. It's yeah. so much fun and it's so well done. And it's like WandaVision, something that could have gone wrong so easily. And so mm. far it hasn't. I like the use of magic. You know, I'm, I'm really excited every time Loki goes onto a planet, he's able to use his magic, which is really cool. Yeah. I think that's, that's a pretty fun thing. Like getting to, getting to see him be able to do that stuff. I think that's really great. Um, is this the best thing they've done so far with their TV? For me, it's still WandaVision. We'll see how the next three episodes um go for me it's still wandavision but it's just that i hold a special place in my heart for what wandavision did but uh ask me again uh in three weeks when the show ends and we'll see oh i, I definitely will ask you we need to fill some time with our pod so yeah i think one of the things i like about it that makes it so good and, and makes it almost compete with it with wandavision so far i mean I, again i'm still on wandavision i loved wandavision but one thing that's different about this, we've kind of learned by this time what to expect within these these TV series. We didn't know what to expect when we first got it. Yep. And one thing that we've noticed is we stopped asking questions and going, ooh, who's going to show up in this one? What is this connected to? What's the bigger picture? What's the different story? You know, I think that's kind of a good thing. You remember like our first episodes, we were speculating about who's going to show up in these in these things who are they going to introduce yeah and then we realized they're not doing any of that they're not really maybe in the last episode they'll set up something to connect to the mcu but they're not really bringing that much into it so i'm okay with that though me too i'm you know after the boner joke in wandavision now i'm like sure whatever happens whoever comes in comes in and fine i do think I don't know if it was you, you maybe said this when WandaVision was going on or maybe in another podcast that I did, but the fact that I think they're using the TV to set up things and big bombastic revelations will happen in the movies. Hmm. Um, So that's why I like it. Listen, after the boner joke, I'm just going with the flow and enjoying whatever they give us in the TVs. Yeah, I definitely really enjoy it. And I think it's setting up and it's testing groundwork for like what they can do in the movies as well. You know, like what what are audiences going to believe? What are audiences going to accept? And I mm-hmm. think that's one thing they're doing, like the the multiverses and how are they explaining the time variance authority? And does it work? Are audiences going to be able to follow it? Do we care? 
you know, I think it's one of these things that, like where the stakes are getting so different nowadays in the in the MCU that they have to try different things. And I think this is totally working. And it also is great because it's centered around a character we're all familiar with and an actor who's a fantastic actor. And it's it's very clear that this is coming before they do TV shows about new characters. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we still have other TV shows that come out that are that have been announced. You know, we have the Miss Marvel one, which is about different Marvel, Miss Marvel, as opposed to Captain Marvel. We have Moon Knight. We have um, Iron Force, I think it is. Is that what it's called? I think so. Something like that. Uh, we have these different ones that introduce different new characters mm-hmm. into it. But we're starting off with characters who are already well-established and we know. So I think that's a safe bet for this. So I think the stakes of Loki as well are very low. This isn't. This doesn't have to impact. If this doesn't work, guess what? They could just be like, we're not going to do this anymore. Because he's not in the timeline. He's not in the right timeline. We don't have to put him back in the MCU. Yep. In the actual movies. We don't have to put him in the movies if we don't want to. So we, there's no stakes. And it's a perfect nope. series to just test things out with and go crazy. Not at all. What are you hoping for in the future episodes? I want to see who Sylvie is. I want to see what she she is, who she is, what she does. I'm excited to, like, get a big revelation towards her. Um, And I want to see the the end game. The end game of Loki and, and, you know, where he ends up in this series. And what does that mean for the rest of Phase 4? Because I know we're getting a second season of this, but I want to see how he comes into play in the movies, if he does at all. So mm-hmm. I want to see if they set something up for movies for him to show up in some of the movies that are coming up. I'm interested to see what they do with the Timekeepers. Oh, okay. yeah. Because wasn't there the the Timekeepers? Didn't they show up at one point? Yeah. The Timekeepers? Yeah, in they the, did. In like a post credit scene? Yep. I think there was a dog in there too. And it was a Stan Lee post credit scene with the Timekeepers, <laughs> yep. right? Yeah, I don't remember what movie that was part of, but I know that they show up at one point. So it'll be interesting to see how they decide to incorporate all of that together and if Loki does fall back into the actual MCU. It'll be interesting to see if they end up doing that. But we're getting our first Marvel movie next week. Our first Marvel movie in, what's it, two and a half years? Two and a half years, yeah. Two two years. Two, two years. years. Last, last July, two, two years ago, July, I think we got it. We got the Spider-Man movie. yeah. Or is that August, was something like that? Uh, but that was the last MCU movie we got. But next week we're getting Black Widow, which will be interesting. I know that I, I heard that that sets up some stuff for Phase Four, continuing into Phase Four. Yeah. So we're getting that next week, so that'll be exciting to see. But that'll actually be next weekend, so that comes out July 9th. So we don't really have much coming out this weekend. So next week, what we're going to be doing on the podcast is we are going to be talking about what we're excited about for the second half of the year. We're going to recap a little bit of the first half, our favorite things that have come out so far, what's been great, what's not been great, and then give you a little preview of what's coming out the second half of the year and what we're excited about. So stay tuned for that next week, and thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. See you.